I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, why your email and marketing campaigns may literally be pissing off your audience. How can you tell and what to do about it? Stick around. If you're like me, you want to see what people want to say. So I, I typically scroll through LinkedIn or open an email and I get kind of excited when I see a logo or a team member I think I can learn from. Hey, I wonder if this person can help me or this company can teach me something. But now it's noisier than it's ever been. The stakes are higher than they've ever been. And there's real risk to, again, pardon my language, pissing off your clients or prospects with content that doesn't hit the mark. In good times, that content's ignored. In bad times, it makes people angry. You know, we're on information overload right now. I, I personally am posting more than ever. I'm podcasting more than ever. Multiply that by the world. I'm doing it more knowing I'm reaching less and less people each time because others are doing it more. So I do it more and, and it snowballs. And what does that mean? It means our opportunities are really, really limited. You're getting less time for the messages you're sending to make an impact because of the challenges we're all facing. And because of the challenges we're all facing, again, we're getting more and more messages. But messages that were once considered ambivalent or a stone in your shoe are now inspiring a much more visceral, come on, I don't have time for this feeling. So I think the best messaging right now are messages that hit readers, clients, prospects exactly where they are. The best messages help solve a problem right now because there's a lot of problems our buyers and our clients are facing at the moment. So this isn't time for brand building. This is a time for problem solving. Our content has to be well thought out. It has to be intentional. Here are a few quick examples of what I think is working and what isn't. Number one, I'm really glad you want to wish me a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> my wife is anyway, but it, it, that doesn't help my business or, or, or it doesn't help me solve any problems. I, I don't think those messages are of service. I probably saw 50 Mother's Day posts. And I don't feel this way because I'm not a mother. I don't want to be wished Happy Father's Day next month either. This example is probably the, the most dramatic that we'll talk about today. But if you do change one thing after listening to this, stop sending holiday messages. It, it really does hurt, in my opinion. Number two, I think messages that hit the, hey, we're all in this together, uh, misses the mark. In March, it worked. S solidarity, shared pain, shared solutions. But in May, people need help with the problems they have as their focus has turned inward. It's less about watching the news to see what's happened to the world. It's about themselves, their companies, their families. So that messaging, I think, needs to shift from the macro to the micro. It's not about the world anymore. It's about the person. Number three, I think an effective message shows your flexibility and adaptability in this environment. Clients and prospects had to adapt. So did you. How you did it speaks a lot about how you do it for me if I needed your help. I, on, on the flip side, I think the claim that your company has been perfectly positioned all along for just this moment isn't as effective as it seems. You really had to make zero adjustments? The people you're talking to sure felt they had to make a lot of adjustments and, and they're pretty smart. So I, I wonder if your claim of all's well and it's always been that way might ironically and inadvertently make them feel a little dumb. 
So I'm just not sure how honestly you're perceived to be if you claimed to have pre-solved and pre-implemented solutions to these problems that we have now that very few people may have predicted. I think messaging that shows how you've pivoted or tweaked something to better serve in this moment is a lot more genuine. I think that's a much more effective message. Number four, specific to screening. I think messaging geared around rescreens as a return to work strategy or, or find out what your employees did while they were being furloughed, I, I think that misses the mark uh, big time. And here's where it's really ironic. I, I believe in that message. I advocate it as a screener. But I think a company that just lost 60% of their revenue isn't going to rescreen anyone they furloughed for 60 days. It, it, it doesn't reflect the financial reality. And in my opinion, it's a real missed opportunity to communicate solutions of value. A few more specifics, as, as I believe the best message is, of course, are here and now solutions that strive to solve a current problem a client's having. Core closures. What's your solution when information's unavailable? Closed schools means education credentials key to vetting a candidate can't happen. How do you help your client's HR, HR team articulate this and diffuse upset hiring managers? That's a great solution. New hires are at a standstill. So what other solutions do you have as a screener to help your employer clients manage organizational risk? After all, recruiters aren't spending all their time on candidates now. What's next? What else they could, can they do? What should they do? I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. There are some companies whose every word I read, and there are some companies who post really generic, basic, or unrelated content. And I not only roll right past, it forms my impression of these companies. It really does. And my concern speaking to you today is instead of ambivalence that it would otherwise create, we're kind of creating anger because we're contributing to the noise. We're contributing to the things ironically and again inadvertently that are taking people's focus away from solving the problems they have. After all, your messaging tells me as much about you as it does about what it is you actually want to say. I'm doing this right now, and, and I do it every time I open my mouth or pick up a pen. I'm acutely aware of what I choose to communicate. It can be as important as what I say. What I choose to say, the order I say it, is supremely indicative of what I think is important and what can value, and what's of value to my listeners. Uh, lastly, what's a measurable way to assess the impact of the messages we're sending? short of direct feedback. Open rates, click-throughs, they're good, but for this particular scenario we're talking about, I like unsubscribes. Where are they relative to where they were? And, and I say this because I know of several people in my orbit who say they've unsubscribed more in the past two months than the past 10 years. Nobody has time for content that isn't of importance to them right now. Or, or if they have time, and the content's not on point, they, they just don't have the patience. The world has changed significantly right now. It, it's up to us as communicators to recognize it and adjust accordingly. Thanks for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. Please listen and subscribe on iTunes to hear more of my podcasts. I have a number of episodes I feel are relevant and timely for what you're going through today, whether you're a CRA, a data provider, a platform, or an end user. Feel free to message me on LinkedIn or via email at kevin at cradoctor.com. 
whether you've recently been let go or looking for new opportunities or are a business owner or leader who wants to determine which path is right for you. I'm here to help. After all, the only way out is through. I'm Kevin Bachman. Have a great day. 